First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. Wendy Patrick, an attorney and legal expert, but good morning, Wendy. We'll go through. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. So uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, we know that your time is limited this morning, so we'll kind of do, as Bill calls it, a lightning round of these legal uh-huh. topics. The first one, uh, jaws were dropping all across the country when the news came out that Bill Cosby was going to be released from prison. What does that mean for his dozens of accusers? Well, it doesn't necessarily mean he's out of the woods civilly. And that's the tricky thing when you have criminal charges that are dropped. I mean, we all remember O.J. Simpson. I feel like it was yesterday watching the slow-moving Bronco chase. And then the civil suit, which he was convicted. And so you heard from the lawyer, Gloria Allred, last week, who represents lots of the victims, that she has lawsuits pending. Now, I don't know whether or not that matters to Bill Cosby. We saw the footage of him celebrating after his release, at least being out of jail. Um, But one thing it does really raise is the overturning of the conviction had nothing to do with the merits. In other words, there was nothing the court said that indicated they disbelieved the victims, that they weren't brave for coming forward, that they didn't tell the truth. It was a procedural problem that led to the reversal. And finally, as this is sinking in, as we're discussing it, some of the victims and and some of the very unhappy uh, members of the public are finally beginning to recognize that at least it certainly did not reflect or should not reflect on sex crimes victims everywhere. Well, let me ask you this. Was the issue because of the settlement with Constand, for instance, the other, the rest of his victims, uh, as long as they haven't, uh, what is it, when the time expires? Oh, the... Um yeah, the statute of limitations. The, statute of limitations. the problem is they did not fall within applicable statutes of limitations. All of the cases, except for Constant, were outside the statute. Even the five extra women that testified at the second trial, remember this was a retrial where he was convicted, yeah. even they could not bring their own cases. But the law does allow, in some cases, for witnesses like that to testify as to prior bad acts, because patterns make the predator, as we say in, in the sex crimes world, which mm-hmm. I've been doing for years and prosecuting sex, uh, sex crimes for years. That is one of the ways in which we prove cases. And that's actually bases on which his conviction was appealed, but it really was, like as you say, his agreement with a prior prosecutor that really precluded this conviction from standing. What's the news on the Facebook antitrust lawsuit? <laughs> well, the judge basically, uh, it's n- not good news for those that sued Facebook. The federal judge said this week that prosecutors failed to back up their claim that Facebook held a monopoly. Um, it just goes to show you it's one more blow to try to break up uh, big tech. I mean, it's a win for Facebook and for their lawyers, uh, a blow for those that are suing Facebook. And, you know, this antitrust case and the cases like this, we've been seeing these for the last, I, I would say, several years because they own everything. And that is the, the argument that's being made is you can't have a company be this, profitable where they're buying everything else up. Uh, But it's not to say there won't be a case like this that's successful. The judge this week said, this isn't that case. You can bring another one, but you didn't prove this time that Facebook held a monopoly. Until they buy Twitter, they're going to be a monopoly, right? They have Instagram and Facebook, (laughs) but if they get Snapchat and Twitter, then you can come talk to them. I don't know. I just think they're really good at it, and there are millions of social media platforms. I, I can't I don't see that they have a monopoly. Anyway, the final case, law enforcement 
let South Florida Towers skirt inspections for years. This is bad, and who's responsible? Yeah, well, you know, when you when you talk about uh, different types of, of cases like this, and you try to figure out, you know, something so tragic and who's responsible, it takes a while to investigate it. So that's what they're looking at now. You can look at buildings like this that have been around for years. I mean, the name of the town, you know, towns that are called, you know, Seaside, obviously they're by the sea, that's the allure, that's also the danger. Yeah. So there are maintenance issues always that you're going to look at and analyze to see who's to blame, and that's what they're doing now. But think about this. I mean, Miami is a entire city, for example, to use that as an example. Fort Lauderdale, I could use that too. In fact, I could use my city, San Diego. We're by the sea, so obviously there's going to be lots of uh, deterioration. But was that the reason for the collapse, or was it a sinkhole? You know how we've we've watched Florida over the years. Sure. Cars fall into sinkholes. You know, yeah. smaller objects disappear. Did that happen here? And who's responsible? That's what's happening now. Uh, and why didn't it happen for so many years? Did they know? Was there deferred maintenance? We're all going to keep an eye on this because you know what? Seaside today, our town tomorrow. So That's this is right. a very mm-hmm. scary story. That as lawsuits sometimes expose the truth about some of these hazardous conditions, and we're hoping that happens here. Wendy Patrick, legal expert, thank you so very much. Uh, We appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Yep, no problem.